Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 14th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We've been studying the parable of the talents, and I hope that you've been enjoying it. If you missed yesterday's message, shame on you. You need to go back and check out yesterday's message because today I'm flowing in the same vein. And what I'm teaching right now is something that I believe is absolutely critical for us to be the stewards that God has called us to be. We need to think like a steward. Put in the chat, I think like a steward. I'm learning how to think like a steward. I'm learning how to recognize, acknowledge the fact that God owns everything everywhere. And so I'm just merely an instrument or a vehicle or a channel of all of this. So the title of today's message, Pearls from the Parables, part 57, is true stewardship requires getting rid of limiting beliefs. So say that. Say true stewardship requires getting rid of limiting beliefs beliefs. So I want to get rid of every limiting belief right now. Put that in the chat. I'm I'm getting rid of limiting beliefs so that I can learn how to think and act like God. Say amen to that. All right, so let's get into the message. Once again, if you missed yesterday's uh, today's word, yesterday's message, please go back and watch that because I'm building my case and I'm, I'm helping us. I believe the Lord is helping us through his word to think like him, to act like him, to be like him in this world as Jesus is, so are we. You got it? All right, so before we get into the, the teaching from David and the building of the temple, we need to look at Psalms 126 and verse four, and we need to look at the parable of the talents. So Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. What I want, what we want, what we should all want is that as we're walking with God, we're being refreshed and renewed and restored and revived on a daily basis. Great is your faithfulness, God. Your mercies are new every morning. So nothing in our lives should go stale or stagnant with God. It's always fresh. It's always new. Say amen to that. You got it? All right, Matthew chapter 25. This is the backdrop for what I'm teaching today. Again, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who went on a journey. And before he left, he called three of his servants together and he gave them financial management responsibilities. And it was according to their ability to manage. So when he gave five talents of gold to another two talents of gold and to another one talent of gold. And so when he left, the guy with five talents of gold immediately went out and doubled the money. The guy with two talents of gold doubled the money. The guy with one Talent of gold dug a hole, put it in there, didn't do anything with the money. When the master came back after a long time, he came back to settle accounts. And when he came back to settle accounts, the guy with five talents said, hey, master, I doubled your money. He said, you know what? You you Let me equate increase to faithfulness. That's how I think in the kingdom. This is how God thinks. He says, you've been good. You've been faithful. You've been loyal. Matter of fact, you don't even know what I'm about to do because you proved that you could be faithful over this. I'm about to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents said, hey, I doubled the money too. He said, okay, well, you get the same. You're going to get the same thing. You doubled the money. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with one said, you know what? I didn't do anything with it because I know who you are. See, it was his perception was off. He says, I know that you're a shrewd businessman, that you want to reap what you haven't sown, that you're getting rich off of the back of other people. I did nothing with your money. Matter of fact, now that you're back here, I don't even want it. And the master said, man, that's messed up. You are, you are unfaithful, you are lazy, and you're wicked. 
And matter of fact, what I'm going to do now is take what I gave you, because here's the principle, those that have even more will be given unto them because they're proving themselves faithful. And those that do not have even the little that they have, they will lose it because they're unfaithful. He takes it and gives it, takes the one talent, gives it to the guy with 10. And he says to the people that were there, take this servant away from me and throw him out into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and mashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you today? Yesterday, we were looking at um, the building of King Solomon's temple. And we learned some things about stewardship yesterday. And we learned that we are God's steward. I compared the, the chief steward of the White House to us being you know, God's stewards. And I hope that you enjoyed that message. Today, I'm going to flow in the same vein, and I want us to rid ourselves, rid our minds of every limiting belief. Listen, all things are possible to him that believes, Mark 9 and 23. But if you don't believe something, it's not possible for you. It's not that it's not possible. It's just not possible for you. So as a believer, one of the things that I teach all the, all the time is that we have to expand our capacity to believe God. Put in the chat, I expand my capacity to believe God. So what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you. I think five. Let me try to get through these five fairly quickly, but I need to teach and take my time. You ready? Five things. Number one, here we go. Thinking like a steward for God, like God's steward, means that you have to learn how to think like God in this world. Put in the chat, I think like God. God's ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my, my thoughts, but I got to learn how to think like him in this world. I got to learn how to think like God, and God is limitless. God has all the resources. I have to learn how to think like God in this world. So yesterday, we looked at a prayer that David prayed um, after they raised this tremendous offering. And I want to read that prayer for you uh, again, because it was so good, right? And then I want us to glean a few more things from this prayer, because I, like I told you yesterday, I believe that this prayer is like a masterclass in stewardship. And so this is what, after David raised this offering, and I'm going to tell you how much the offering was here in a minute. In First uh, Chronicles chapter 29, beginning at verse 10, this is the prayer that David prayed. And, I, and man, yesterday when I prayed this, it just was amazing. And let's do it again. You ready? All right, here we go. Beginning at verse 10. Then David prayed and praised the Lord in front of all the people who were gathered together. And David said, Lord God of Israel, our Father, may you be praised forever and ever. Greatness and power and victory and honor, they all belong to you because everything in heaven and on the earth, it all belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. You are the head. You are the ruler of everything. Riches and honor, they all come from you. You rule everything. You have all power and all strength in your hand. And in your hand is the power to make anyone great and powerful. Now, oh God, we thank you. Oh, glory. We, we praise your glorious name. All these things that we have, I'm looking at this offering. I'm looking at all the gold. I'm looking at all the silver. I'm looking at all the bronze. I'm looking at uh, 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 all the iron. I'm looking at all the precious stones. Oh, the mosaic tiles, the marble stones, all of this stuff. It didn't even come from us. All of these things came from you. And we're only giving back to you out of the things that you have given unto us. We are strangers in this world. We're traveling through this world. It's like a passing shadow. Our time on this on this planet is limited. You, oh Lord, our God, we've gathered all of these things to build your temple, and now we're going to build your temple in your holy name. And we honor you because all of these things have come from you. Everything belongs to you. My God, I know that you test people and that you're happy when people do what is right. And so 
we're doing what is right. We're bringing it unto you. We give you all of these things with a pure and an honest heart. And I see that your people are gathered here together and we're all happy and our heart is in our giving. We're not giving grudgingly. We're not giving out of necessity. We're not giving because somebody told us to give. No, our heart is in our giving and we come to you and we know that you own everything and glory to God and you put everything in our hands and you want a temple and you want to build a building, and you told us how to build it, you told David how to build it, and then you told David what was needed, and then all of a sudden, the demand attracted the supply, and money was coming, and gold was coming, and silver was coming, and bronze was coming, and iron was coming, and marble was coming, and stones were coming, and all of this stuff came, and now we bring it unto you. Why? Because everything comes from you. And oh my God, this is how David prayed. This is in essence stewardship. I already... I told myself I was not going to get excited this morning, but I can't help it. I mean, this is this is crazy. This is the word, y'all. I love the word of God. And so listen, everything we have comes from God. Everything. Put that in the chat. Everything we have comes from God. Everything. Everything everywhere comes from God. Since, since everything we have came from God and everything belongs to God, we got to think different, not just 10%. <laughs> Like, like you got to get past the 10%, like tithing 10%, that, like forget that, that's the lowest. Like you got to get past that. Everything came from God. A hundred percent came from God. Everything, like I, God, I, everything I have came from you. You tell me what to do with it. Like everything. I'm just a steward. I'm just passing through the, this. My life on this planet is just a vapor. The stuff that we have, we can't take it with us anyway. It don't, it won't even matter. Like when I get to heaven, I'm not going to lack anything anyway. And so, so I'll do it, whatever you want me to do with what you put in my hands. If you tell me to give this amount, we just give it. Like, I mean, like it's everything and we can't outgive you. The more we give, the more you're going to give to us. And so everything, all of these things, David said, they didn't come from me. All of these things, David said, they didn't come from my people. All of these things, David said, they all came from you. If you sincerely believe that, then, then you're going to look at resources different. You're going to look at life different. You're going to get rid of limiting beliefs. You got to get rid of limiting beliefs. David says, Lord, our God, we've gathered all of these things to build your temple. Everything we have, it came from you anyway. This is stewardship. This is, this is like we get the privilege to manage God's resources. Like we have the privilege of doing with God's resources whatever God wants done with his resources. So when you get a revelation of stewardship, how everything belongs to God, watch this. Say, I belong to God. Everything I have belongs to God. Even my life belongs to God, right? Everything I have belongs to God. Everything, even my life belongs to him. When you realize that, then I'm, you, it's a revelation of a difference. I'm on this planet to do his bidding. I'm here to do whatever he wants me to do. And, I, and then I live with a level of excitement and joy of knowing that God has more than anything this world would have to offer. David raised billions of dollars. I'm about to break this down to you. And then he started off the prayer by saying greatness and power and glory and victory and honor. It all belongs to you, my God. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, that's the kind of excitement. Lord, I get up every morning and my calling is calling me. Greatness and honor and power and glory. And listen, it all belongs to you. Like, I mean, when you come, when you live like that, it all belongs to God. Then you look at life different. Like, like these little challenges that we face, come on, man. I mean, like this is a passing thing. Like, you know that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. Your life, it all belongs to him, right? Say that. Say, I'm a steward. Put that in the chat. I'm a steward and it all belongs to him. The reason why you can be so excited is because when you know that your whole life belongs to God, 
you know that you were not born to fail. You were not born again to fail. Put it in the chat. I was born to win. I was born to succeed. And so I, God didn't send me to this planet to fail. When I understand that everything belongs to him and I'm a steward and I give myself over to him, come on, there's no limit to what God can do in, with, and through my life. Say amen to that. I, I told myself I was not, not going to make this long, but you know, I just get too excited. All right, number two, you ready? I got five things. Number two, understanding how much money David and the Israelites raised for the building of the temple should rid you of limiting beliefs. Put in the chat, I'm, I'm getting rid of limiting beliefs. All right, so let's learn from, we learned a lot from the prayer, but now let's look, let's look at how much money this was, right? Yesterday, we saw that David gave 110 tons of pure gold and 263 tons of pure silver. Then the people gave 190 tons of gold and 375 tons of silver. So when you read like, you know, 110 tons of gold or X amount of talents of gold, like people today don't know what that is. Like in, in 2023, people don't understand what that is. So because they, it doesn't mean anything to them because they can't equate it to 2023. But that's why you need teachers, say teachers. You need teachers like me that can break it down for you. So let me break it down for you. David gave 110 tons of gold, right? One ton is 2,000 pounds, all right? So he gave 220,000 pounds of gold. Okay, now to know what that means in 2023, we got to know how much gold is today. The price of gold today is $1,941.60. So let's just call it 1940. So the price of gold today is $1,940 an ounce. So he gave 220,000 pounds of gold. So for me to get from ounces to pounds, I got to multiply ounce times 16. So one ounce is $1,940 times 16. That's $31,040 a pound, right? $31,040 a pound. Now he gave 220,000 pounds. So 220,000 pounds times 20, uh, times um, $31,000 a pound is $6.82 billion in gold. $6.82 billion in gold, right? So just David gave almost $7 billion just in gold. I didn't do the math for the silver. I didn't do the math for the bronze or the iron or other stones. Just in gold, David, just one man, gave almost $7 billion in gold for the building of the temple. Then the people gave 190 tons of gold. When you do the same math, 190 tons of gold winds up being $11.76 billion. So all in all, this is over 18 billion, with a B, $18 billion in gold that they gave in one offering for the building of the temple, right? And just in gold. So I just, uh, I work for Inspired Solutions, my wife's company. Before, I, uh, I spent eight years with Worldwide Technology. I love Worldwide Technology. I was just on the prayer call with WWT yesterday. Um, so I still work with them. So Worldwide Technology last year in revenue sold $17 billion worth of product, 17 billion. Whenever we would tell somebody, oh yeah, last year we did 17 billion in revenue, people are like, wow, like $17 billion that you sold, right? You know, of product, 17 billion. With a B? Yeah, with a B. 
Wow. 8,000 you know, employees around the world, $17 billion. Wow. You know what they raised? This is why you got to think like God. This is why you got to study the Bible. They said, God said, I want you to build me a house. I want you to build me a temple. And when David raised an offering and the people came and raised an offering, and all together, just for in gold, not even counting everything else, just in gold, they did more <clears throat> in one offering than WWT did all of last year in revenue. They raised $18 billion in gold in one offering for the building of God's temple. So you got to get a revelation of stewardship. You got to, this can change. Say, I'm getting rid of limiting beliefs. Your, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher than your ways. To walk with God in the fullness of your calling, you got to learn how to think like him. When you understand that God owns everything everywhere and it all belongs to him anyway, and so you will just do whatever he wants on this planet and you will do whatever he wants done. But the thing is, you're going to do it differently. Why? Because his way is above your ways. He thought he thinks on a whole nother level. Say there's levels to this. So now let me move on to my next point to continue to build my case. Number three, understanding how many people that it took. Now you got to understand how many, that was how much money it took. Let's look at how many people it took to build the temple. That will help you to get rid of limiting beliefs. When it came time to build the temple, 1 Kings chapter 5, this is why you need to get my notes and you get my notes for free uh, by signing up, by going to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes for free. 1 Kings chapter 5, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says, King Solomon conscripted a labor force of 30,000 men from all of Israel. He sent them to Lebanon in shifts. 10,000 uh, employees or 10,000 workers a month so that each each group would have one month in Lebanon and two months at home. So for those of us that I see a lot of people here that that uh, were in the army, matter of fact, Charlie Mike uh, was my SAR major at Fort Bragg. When we were at Fort Bragg, we would have like red, amber, and, and uh, green cycle. And so uh, like when you were in this particular cycle, when it was your month, you had to have your A and B bags packed and you had to be ready to go, two-hour recall, you know, all of that stuff. And then when you were in the next cycle, you were supporting those that had to be on two-hour recall. And when you were in the third cycle, then you were, that was the month where you could take vacation and take downtime and that kind of thing. So it was a cycle kind of thing. Well, here, King Solomon said, I want 30,000 workers, and I want them to be in, in cycles. And so every third month, you're going to be working in Lebanon. So you're going to have one month, one month on and two months off. And this is going to go on for seven and a half years to build a temple. That was just the Israeli workers, right? And so that was 30,000 people right there uh, that needed to do that type of job. And then Adoniram was in charge of a labor force of 70,000 common laborers. And then there was also 80,000 quarry workers. And then there were just in supervisors, 3,600. So we're talking 100. So that's 80 plus 70, that's 150, plus 30, 180,000 workers and 3,600 supervisors who had to work for seven and a half years with billions and billions of dollars worth of resources to build the church. Now, I'm, I'm just saying like, like, let this sink in. I'm trying to take my time, but it took over 180,000 people, seven and a half years to build the church. This was what God told David. God told David, this is how I want it. This is what I want it to look like. This is how big I want it to be. This is what I want the, 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 the plans to be. I want you to get gold because there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be made of gold. I want all these things to be made of gold. I want all of these things. He even told them to line the walls with silver. 
right? So I want silver on the walls, all of this stuff. And it was the Lord's idea. It was God's church. It was God's house. And it took over 180,000 people. And so if you get this down in your heart and you realize that you're just a steward, it's going to change the way you think. It's going to deliver you. I don't know about you. I had to be delivered from a poverty mindset, a poverty mentality. And I hope that this teaching is going to help you. If you have a poverty mindset, a poverty mentality, God is not limited in any way. God is limitless. Put in the chat, God is limitless and God is infinite. And so you got to get to the point where you are seeing God is limitless and God is infinite. So, so stop limiting yourself with limiting beliefs. Number four, understanding how elaborate the grand opening was right? So uh, just the grand opening should help you get rid of limiting beliefs. Let's talk about the grand opening. So on the grand opening of the temple, it took days, y'all, to do this celebration. Hey, you know, like, hey, this is the grand opening of God's temple, and let's do a celebration, right? And so let's talk about what they burned up during the celebration. They did a burnt offering. In, in 2 Chronicles chapter 4, verse uh, chapter 7, verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, then the king said to all the people, hey, let's bring together sacrifices unto the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice. Now, David is, is dead. Solomon is building the temple. The temple is built. Now they're doing the sacrifice for the grand opening. And they sacrificed, they burnt up 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. And they dedicated the temple of, unto the Lord. And that was part of the dedication ceremony. Now, let's do the math on that. So a cow today, I think people read that once again, 20,000 cows. They don't do, they don't, like, how much is that, how much is that worth? Well, a cow today, 2023, goes anywhere from $900 to $5,000. And then there's like milk cows and beef cows. I got, it's different ranges, but bottom line is $900 to $5,000 in that range is a cow. So let's just use $2,500 to be safe. So if I were to say a cow costs $2,500, and they burnt up 22,000 cows, in today's value, that would be $55 million, $55 million. A sheep or a goat, a sheep or a goat today ranges anywhere from 75 to $200. Let's just call it $100 to be safe. They burnt up 120,000 sheep and goats. So that means that they burnt up an estimated value today of $12 million. That means that just in the act of worship, right, they burnt up $67 million, $67 million worth of cows and sheep and goats went up in smoke as they celebrated, as they dedicated the temple. And this was God's idea. Like, like we need to think about finances the way that God does. We need to think differently. We need to look at everything differently. Number five, as we close, if you truly think like God, and I'm convinced that most people don't. Most Christians do not. Most Christians are, let's be honest, most Christians are religious. Most Christians are limited. Most Christians are finite. God is infinite. God is limitless. God is not religious. And so uh, a lot of Christians just kind of go through the motions and they're going through this stuff. They don't understand. Like God, there's nothing God can't do. So when you consider what I taught you yesterday, consider what I taught you today, let's think about it if it was today for a minute, 2023. Let's say, I don't know, let's say that there was a church in Singapore that was doing this today. And they got 180,000 workers together and they raised over $20 billion worth of stuff. And it takes them seven and a half years to build this massive temple. 
sanctuary. And when they launch it, they burn up $67 million worth of livestock. <laughs> like, like what, what do you think would be on social media? What, what do you think would be on the news? Like church hires over 100,000 workers, you know? A church creates massive labor force and then employs them for seven and a half years just to build a sanctuary. Church builds massive temple with tremendous waste. Church chooses to use gold all over their new building, and they are even lining the walls with silver. Church burns up food that could have built the city. Oh, you know how many people we could have fed with that? That's how people talk today, right? Do you know how many people we could have fed with that? And then they burnt up the food. Like, that's enough food to feed a whole city. And they burnt it up. Whose idea was this? It was God's idea. I mean, this is not, this was God. God told them what to do. And they did what God told them what to do. Why? Because we're stewards. And we got to learn how to think like, I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow. Like, I got to let you go now. But we got, when you know that God is unlimited, and when I say unlimited, I mean unlimited. Like, no limits, no boundaries. I'm convinced that we just don't think like that. Like, we, we, we got to stop limiting God. Like we got to let go of these limiting beliefs. God is the owner of everything, everywhere. And, and if we say, okay, God, I want to do whatever you want me to do, like for real, for real, for real, you got to let go of every limiting belief. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. So say this out loud. Say, I expand my capacity to believe God. You got to get to the point where you believe what God believes about you, where you're open to whatever God wants to do. And you and God, watch this, when you start doing things the way that God wants it done, he does things on God's scale, on massive scale. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and, and speak this over your life. And then I'm going to flow in the same vein again tomorrow. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that everything I have it all belongs to you. You are the source of all things. I'm a steward of your resources. So I'm learning to think like you in this world. I affirm that not just the 10%, but 100% of what I have, it all belongs to you. So I will do with these resources whatever you lead me to do. I understand that my life is not my own. It all belongs to you. I'm on this planet to fulfill your plans and purposes. I am filled with excitement and with joy because I know I was not born to fail. I reject all limiting beliefs. I embrace your infinite resources. I know that you're not limited in any way. I am inspired <laughs> to think on a grand scale. You deliver me from small thinking. I'm delivered from a poverty mentality. I embrace your abundance. I embrace the fullness of my calling. I'm committed to thinking like you, even if it contradicts social norms and even if it attracts criticism. I don't care. I'm a steward of you in this world and living with this mindset I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and 
prosper. I know that I'm teaching you stuff that you probably never thought of before, never read before, never saw it in, in this light. Okay. But don't get mad at me. Like, I mean, like, I'm just giving you the word. Like, like, do with it whatever you will, right? I'm just telling you that if you start to think like God and let go of limiting beliefs, there's no limit to what God will do in your life. I know that people criticize. The Bible says Jesus, even in Mark chapter 10, talked about a hundredfold return with persecution. People criticize what they don't understand. People are always going to criticize somebody that has stuff that they don't have because that's human nature, right? But when you're a steward, you, you're not focused on that. Lord, I want to do whatever you want me to do, however you want me to do it. Let's just focus on God's will. And at the end of the day, you will be criticized. You will be misunderstood. If you really start doing stuff for God and you really start doing stuff on a massive scale, yeah, people are going to talk about you. But just pray for them and keep stepping. Their poison cannot stop your purpose. And you just pray for them and pray that God will bless them and use them in a mighty way. All right? I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for us. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.